In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'll be your Sherpa up and down success mound today. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. Glad to have you here. Thanks for taking some time to help you understand how you can uh, you know, learn something from our guests, but also maybe take something with you today and apply it to your life and maybe get a different outcome. Uh, our guest today educates and inspires women, artists, and entrepreneurs to ignite their personal power and just to live an ecstatic life. I love it because She's a role model for having it all. She's doing so much stuff. I got a chance to meet her in a, a mutual friends group. And over the last several months, really have had a, many conversations just to dive into some deeper stuff and to learn that inside all of us is a story. And what happens if there was a way to take that story and tell it? And uh, she's got a, a game-changing blueprint as her new program. She's an international best-selling author and a friend of mine. Please welcome to the show, Marav Richter. Woo-hoo. I feel like there should be a laugh track, like a radio program laugh track with that kind of introduction. Thank you so much, Tony. I mean, that's how it's done. The voice, the 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 way you pause, intonate, bring it down, bring it up. I mean, just if people are taking notes on how to do radio broadcasting. There it is right there. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you make me blush. Good thing this is a podcast. All right. Um, what is your definition of success? I absolutely love that question. I really feel like success. I mean, really, it comes down to integrity, which is your outside world reflects what your inner world looks like. You know, your inner and outer world are are mirroring each other. That's success. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have on your wallet. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank or what your house looks like or what your purse looks like or your shoes, which is, you know, that's a woman's thing, right? Well, that's how we measure success. But those things don't matter if on the inside, you're, that's not reflected. When your inner and your outer worlds match, when you're not hiding anything that you are on the inside by trying to have a facade on the outside or significance on the outside, when you're in equilibrium, when you're in symbiosis between your inner and outer world, that is your personal success. I like that. Hey, uh, because of that, I think it's awesome. Let's just dive a little deeper. When did you awake to that kind of belief? When was that something that was like really clear for you? Kind of like you just said now, like when did that become part of your daily DNA? I can't imagine that you, uh, I know you've had a lot of successful people coming in and out of your life and into, you know, into this podcast. Actually, I should say into your life because I can't imagine any single person ever goes out of your life once they're in. I mean, you are just a, you know, a vortex of good energy. But I'm sure that every single person goes, you know, I woke to it at one point and then I forgot. And then I woke to it again and then I forgot. And then I woke to it again and then I forgot. I think that those kind of realizations are like a spiral staircase. And as you're climbing up that spiral staircase, sometimes you've got to stop at a landing because you forgot where where you're going or you need to catch your breath. 
Uh, I first awoke to it when I was 18. Actually, we were talking about our favorite books. Uh, I was on en route on a flight to go do some peacekeeping, uh, brought the Celestine prophecy with me, and I had the alchemist with me, and I had Siddhartha with me, and I'm sitting there going like, oh, I've awakened, and I thought I was, you know, on it. I went peacekeeping, came back, forgot it. You know, life got busy. I got into the minutiae. I got into the details. I got into the uh, busyness of life. And then really when I awoke to it, I would say for the second time and really started taking massive action to keep that momentum uh, was in uh, 2009, I heard the Dalai Lama say that the world will be saved by the Western woman. And every hair on my neck was standing on end and I had goosebumps and I was like, ah, I get it. It's, it's me. And then at the same time, another part of my brain, I heard, I call it the itty bitty pity committee. And it depends. I'll keep it G rated, but sometimes pity gets replaced by another word that sounds like, you know, rhymes with pity, but starts with, sh I heard that other, you know, itty bitty pity committee in my brain going like, it's not you. You're not Oprah Winfrey. You're not Condoleezza Rice. You're not Hillary Clinton. You know, who are you to think that the world will be saved by you? And I re realized that that's not what the Dalai Lama actually meant. What he meant was that we have an ideal. We've broken through some glass ceilings. Uh, we've broken the glass slipper. And now there's a whole bunch of glass on the ground and we need to dance barefoot. Uh, and we need to combine our power with the Western man, the Eastern woman, the Eastern man, like from everywhere around the world, that we actually have the ability now to make some shifts in the world. Uh, and after that, I really started taking massive action. I joined in some, you know, personal development or organizations that really keep you accountable. I know you and I have spoken about how important it is to have a community around you. Uh, I joined, you know, some really amazing initiatives, you know, held me to a higher standard and I keep growing and I keep holding myself to that higher standard. So I'd say, yeah, I have, I have to give it up to the Dalai Lama. I love that, it. I call it every day moment. you have an opportunity. So you better have a roll of quarters with you because uh, the game presents itself. It's either over or it's continuing and right. And every day you want to feed the machine, give it another one of your quarters and try to get to the next level. Because we're never done growing as an individual. We can grow all the way until the day we die, and then we'll be able to leave behind something for other people to learn from. So I appreciate your uh, kind of vision today, too, just reading books. I love the peacekeeping piece. So thank you for doing that and just being out into the world to make it a better place. I live by the simple slogan, you know, be the change you wish to see in this world, right? And it doesn't, it's not for me to go tell you what to do. It's for me to remind myself what I can do and what I have the opportunity to do. And yeah. I mean, you know, if you think of it quintessentially, like we're not the first ones to say that every single religion in the world has as their core statement, something along the lines of that we call it in, in some cultures, they'll call it the golden rule in some cultures, yeah. right, we'll, we'll call it, you know, it, and we've got to kind of pay homage to that, that brilliant minds have considered that throughout humanity throughout the time, it's always been there a concept that comes around something along the lines of do unto others as you will have done to yourself or be the change you wish to see in the world. You've got to be it to see it. I think I, I probably struggled much of my childhood with several of those kind of notions because um, crazy. We'll just, we'll move for a second to this and then we'll jump. Cause I'd love kind of your take a little bit. So I grew, you know, grew up in a 
Jewish household. So I was bought and brought up into, you know, go to temple, you know, be a good kid, do, you know, read the Torah, like all the things, like I was going to go get my bar mitzvah. And I struggled kind of with not the religion. I struggled with, I think all the work that it took. And I was like, I don't want to, I want to go play games. I want to go outside. Like I gotta go do this. Like now I have to get dressed up. I have to go do this. And then my, when my parents divorced, my dad converted back to Catholicism. And so then I ended up going and living with my dad. Then he sent me to Catholic school. So then I didn't want to go to Catholic school because I was a whole something else I had to learn. So I got kicked out in like eight weeks or less. And then, you know, I went back and moved in with my mom and my mom was like, fine, you can get your bar mitzvah at 13. All right, cool. Now it's 14, 15. I'm getting ready to go to a dance. I go get my ear pierced. You know, my mom's frustrated. Like, how dare you get your ear pierced? So I go live with a Christian family. Well, my business partner today is the family that I moved in with, who was my neighbor just up the street. So I lived with him for a period of time. Years later, I, you know, I, I get myself, you know, baptized and I'm great. Life's good. It's peachy. I'm 20 years old. Like I've totally, you know, changed my world and nothing really changed. Right. And, you know, maybe I said yes to some things, but I didn't really know what. And then several years later, I meet this girl and she's Mormon. And so I decided that, you know what, I just need to spend some time connecting with my innermost self, not the world that's trying to tell me what I need to believe. So my wife and I have all taken all of those things and put them into a Vitamix blender, hip puree. We just came to believe there's got to be something bigger than you and me. That's where yeah. I love to investigate. Yeah. Your take, what, your, what are your thoughts? A hundred percent. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. Uh, so I was also raised in a Jewish home, you know, brought to certain understandings and rebelled against everything. I mean, I was that bratty kid in class, like during Bible class, where it's like, you know, and then Adam and Eve had two sons. And I'm like, yeah. And how did the rest of the world get populated? Like, teacher, I have a question. You know, I mean, I would raise my hand so many times. Teacher, I have a question that she'd start sort of ignoring and going like, not now, because I was like the disruptor. Like, this doesn't make sense. And yet... Uh, you know, they say that there's no uh, atheists in the foxhole, right? That's a World War One reference, right? But basically, like when the when the hailstorm is coming down at you, when when bullets are flying past you, everyone's starting to believe in something. Um, you know, the the concept of religion uh, divorced from spirituality. In fact, I, I was so interested in this that actually, after I came back from peacekeeping and saw uh, just the great humanity and how religion can actually kind of rob us of our humanity and our collectiveness. I actually went to go study uh, religion and to, to really understand and mysticism. And I understood that actually every single religion actually, you know, we celebrate and ritualize differently, but we actually have all the same beliefs. Uh, and really it is you know, I give my kids the opportunity to explore everything and what, what they most connect with. And, you know, time and time again, like I've seen it, sometimes we disconnect from that spiritual element within ourselves until we're faced with that moment when we can't turn away from it. And whether that looks like the bottom of the barrel, whether that looks like the bottom of a bottle, whether that looks like the bottom of a pit or our loved one dying or the foxhole. Each and every one of us gets touched by grace. And I don't know exactly what grace looks like for you, but I know that when she comes, she picks you up and she does not leave you in the same place she found you. 
you know, talk, just listening to kind of like how you share and tell stories. And, you know, prior to our conversation today, we, we, you know, we were talking about, you know, what you're up to, you know, you're an international best-selling author. I'd love to give some glory around that because it's really important that the world knows um, in my community who you are and how you show up and the stuff that you've done. And I love the importance with your daughter because she's also on that list, right? Yeah, that's right. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about your game-changing blueprint. And you've offered like on our conversation, some just really good dialogue for myself to, to see maybe some areas where I could think differently to, to achieve the same result, but maybe get there a little quicker. I, I call that uh, when you find people in your life who help you to see the steps to take so you don't have to get down there with a brush and brush all the steps. They're like, hey, this is the step. Let me, let me clear it for you. This is the path. You need to go walk that path. But what we're going to do first, before we jump in all that good stuff, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're here today on the Be Fulfilled podcast show talking to a good friend of mine, um, Rob, you, you just in for a treat, as you already heard, as we already are climbing up Success Mountain, we're coming to some of these places where we're like, what are the next steps? What are some of the things that I can implement into my life? So many guests come on before and just share. So as you're taking notes, get up, stretch a little bit, and we'll be right back in just one moment right here on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. And I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. All right, we're back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Special guest today, Marav Richter. And, uh, you know, I just love kind of like lacing up my shoes in the morning and seeing how the day is going to unfold versus having to know what everything is. Because, you know, there's no surprises when that takes place. You know, you're trying to figure it out, so you're in control. Well, when I come on these shows, I really let spirit kind of just guide the conversation and just be present enough to realize that, you know what? Two people talking plus people listening makes for just really, really good theater of the mind. And so as you're listening today, you probably heard peacekeeping and the alchemist and you've heard stories and you're like, wow, like how do I take all of this that I'm listening for and tell my story better? And so right before break, you know, Marav, I was talking a little bit about your game changing blueprint and all of that's exciting to me, but I know that there is this amazing story around what you have done and the things that you've been a part of and how you brought your daughter along on this journey and you became an international best-selling author. Could you just share a little bit of that story? A hundred percent. I mean, and I'd love to share it in a nutshell, but I'm a pretty big nut. So it's kind of going to be a coconut shell. Uh, I, I'll just share with you. I started actually writing my very first uh, contribution to a book was to uh, a book that uh, for non-disclosure agreement, it was actually the franchise was sold to a sheikh, uh, you know, abroad who bought the franchise for his wife for an undisclosed amount. But, you know, the rumor on the rumor mill is about $60 million. Uh, and my story was a contribution for that book. What I loved in that series, and it had, you know, it's I loved it because the title of it also, right? What there's a thing that we call Jewish penicillin and, and just makes you feel really, really good. And what I loved with that was that I contribute a story 
And in fleshing out that story, I worked with uh, a story coach, you know, someone who really spoke to me and got this out of me. And I loved that process. And as she was doing that, I said, I want to do what you do. Now, the person who the people who were in charge of that within that franchise have gone on to some really big stages and some really some household names. Uh, and I really wanted to do what she was doing. So I was brought onto that and helped people flesh out just these short contributions of stories. And of course, I made a connection with them. And as it grew, I became the uh, ghost writer or a contributing writer for a lot of these big names. And of course, being a ghostwriter is amazing for your own growth, for my growth, for my writing, for my creative mind. And it just thrilled me. And it was also always behind the scenes. So I was always writing and behind the scenes and telling other people's stories, but mm. I was really sharpening my, my voice and my style and being able to really project these other people's voices. One of the things that I was really amazed with is how every single person has a story. And there is not one size fits all. <laughs> not every story sounds the same. And so getting uh, coached or a program or anything that says, hey, this is how you write a book. This is how you succeed. Well, unless you're capturing how that person thinks and writes and their brain operates, you're not actually servicing them in the way that best suits their mm -hmm. voice, right? Like we've got a whole bunch of books on the market that sound the exact same because they've they've been fed into the same uh, sort of copy machine, regurgitating machine, like, right, and, and spits out the same story. And so what we want is to actually really identify that person. Now, that being said, I'll kind of fast forward. Yes, I wrote a couple of my own books. Yes, uh, I contributed to quite a lot of books. And now kind of fast forwarding to the thing I'm really most proud of, which is the book that I wrote with my daughter. I've had traditionally published books. And then when my daughter was nine years old in 2018, she turned to me and she said, Mama, I want to write a book with you. And I went, oh, uh, like here I was empowering other women and other people around the world to tell their story and to come out in a very powerful way with their story and make huge change in the world. And here was my number one woman who was inspired by me. And she was very specific. I want a storyboard and a front cover and an author page and an acknowledgement and a back cover and a book launch party. I mean, I want what, what she had been seeing me do for her whole life. She wanted to be a part of. Uh, and so we wrote the first, you know, we wrote that book. It was Camp Mama over the summer. We brought it out as an Amazon book. It became a bestseller on the same day that it was published. You know, a, an, an early reader or, you know, in that age category, the great thing is, is my daughter is on the autism spectrum. So when she left grade three, at the end of that grade three, you know, left for the summer, she was the girl who didn't speak. She was the girl who didn't have a voice at school. When she came back to school in grade four, September of grade four, she walked in, she was no longer that weird, silent girl. She was an author and not just an author, but a best-selling author. She didn't just communicate through her voice. She communicated through writing and it gave her a power and a new identity. And when I saw that new identity, I mean, it shifted her world. And I know as an adult, how writing books and telling my story and empowering other people to tell their story, how it shifted their identity. But when I saw it in my daughter, nine-year-old girl, it became so apparent. Writing a book 
changes your identity within yourself. It is literally the thing that's going to catalyze you into a new archetype, into a new identity, into a new role model. Writing a book opens doors where previously there were only windows. And so actually that book catalyzed my nonprofit initiative. One step led to another, and now I run a huge nonprofit initiative called Open Skies for Autism, which only happened because of that collaboration with my daughter. I love it. Hey, so what I'm at, I'm on your website. Uh, You're listening today, wherever you're at in the world, thinking, all right, great. What do I do? Marav's done all the hard work for you guys. She's learned it. She's, She's helped enough people, and she wants to make it super easy. But you're saying, you know what? It sounds like everybody else, you know, books, you know, I can go write a book. She has some really simple slogans on her site that I want you to listen for really, really quick. Be the game changer. The world has enough followers. And then it says, you know, I saw so many aspiring authors spending so much money on programs that only gave them more writing prompts or inspiration, but didn't fulfill on the knowledge of how to actually profit. So she's done, she's taken all this stuff and actually spent the time, money, and energy to build something. So I'm going to post in the comment section at tonygrubmeyer.com and we'll make sure that you can follow up. All of the show notes will include links so you can go and learn more because she has a game-changing book blueprint course to take you from the, you know, the creator to the authority so that you can actually just not just have the idea, but figure out how to implement the idea and become more profitable in all things that you do. Rob, I just want to say thank you so much for being here today. I, um, you know, every time I have a conversation with you, I lean in, write more notes, and I pay really, really close attention. But I'm not going to let you get away without sharing something that you became, uh, we'll call it this month, in the world because you were lit up like a light bulb today. And I know the switch wasn't even on, but the bulb was glowing. And you told a little story about Tony Robbins and how when your mother passed, you took a CD box set and have had it for all of these years. And then the pandemic happened and you're in Toronto. Yeah. Yes. And how you basically faced complete lockdown. Like you couldn't even really leave your house. Like you were stuck and something shifted in you because I, I believe we also were, we were all game changers because the game changed for everybody, not just a few of us, the world changed. And so this Tony Robbins course was there can you pick it up just from that point and give me the aha that just happened to you? Because I want to celebrate you and I want it to be recorded so you can listen whenever you feel like you're not doing exactly what you are called to do. You can just play the glimpse of this tape and hear your voice and tell that story again. Oh, thank you so much, Tony. I mean, first of all, I just want to say it's such a pleasure to be with you again. And uh, 100%, I acknowledge you for for having me on here and for what you do. Uh, and yeah, I literally was in lockdown. I mean, I went from being a very dynamic woman with lots of uh, social life and going out and meeting people and clients and and having a, you know, speaking gigs and a lot of things were were happening and a lot of traveling. Uh, And then when the pandemic hit here in Canada, we locked down really tight. I know certain places around the world and in Europe, things were really, really tight there for the first few months and other places, things were quite a bit more open here where we were it was literally, you could not leave the house. Schools were closed. Businesses were closed. There were, you know, very strict protocols on even going grocery shopping and everything was, I mean, and of course it's Canada. So it's also, we've got really nice days, but it's, you know, colder than most places in the world. So even going for 
long walks or, or things like that. So when it first hit, we were, I mean, I was in the house and gosh, I, my three kids and my husband are my favorite people in the world. Honestly, I absolutely adore them. So I don't want it to come off sounding like I was stuck in the house with them, loved being stuck in the house with them. But after all, being in a house gets you a little stir crazy, right? You get a little cabin fever. Uh, it's, it doesn't matter who you're with, you, you want to get out a little bit. Uh, and so when Tony Robbins uh, kind of came into my radar, you know, it was just the motivation I needed. My neurodivergent brain would never have wanted to be in a room full of 30,000, you know, an auditorium full of 30,000 people. But being able to visit it virtually was just the game change I needed. And fast forward, you know, I, I picked up the box set that my mom had after she passed away that I'd kept all these years, picked it up, started listening to it in the car. It was my reprieve of getting out of these four walls in those early lockdown days. And now I've actually just finished uh, some of his events, including the business mastery, where I really catalyzed and understood where I'm going in the next little while. So uh, expect some kind of pretty huge tra trajectory from me, right? I'm, I'm launching like a rocket ship now. I've got some huge clarity in how I want to bring this, how I want to involve as many people. I always say, you want to make a million dollars, touch a million lives. And so I'm really looking now to touch a million lives and having as many people, I'm committed to bringing, uh, giving voice to the voiceless. So I'm committed to every single person who wants to write a book to make that dream a reality. You know, 87% of people want to write a book. Only 1% actually do. I'm committed to the, the other 86% of people. I love it. Hey, I got to tell you, it's always a pleasure. One thing about my show that I've been working on is shortening my shows and getting more into the stuff faster. And I'm like, oh, can we have a series with Marav? Because we're going to need more time. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, that is Marav. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. Everything you need is going to be at TonyGrebmeyer.com or in the show notes, wherever you are finding this podcast. Make sure uh, you listen, you leave a review, you play along and you have some fun. Like I said, her name's Marav. My name's Tony. Until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever.